0: from inside Memorial Stadium this is the Huskers Radio Network podcast all Huskers all the time here's your host Jessica Cootie. crossover season is in full swing for Nebraska athletics and we've got another jam-packed weekend full of Husker sports across the country and right here in Lincoln so we thought you We'd get you set for the weekend, talking to all of the guys that are going to be calling the action right here on the Huskers Radio Network, and we'll start with the voice of the Huskers and Nebraska baseball. Not the start that the Husker baseball team wanted. Oh, three and one in San Diego. They have a three-game series at South Alabama, but coming off last weekend, how do you think this week of practice was for the Huskers? I'm
1: sure it was interesting for them. But before I jump into some baseball, I need a little love because I called that win last night.
0: Oh, the women. We, Remember on my did, last yes. words on the show,
1: go, I got a good feeling about this for the night. How about that? Yes. 33 points. That
0: was a Woo. big time performance from the women's basketball. When they needed it, they needed a performance they like did. that.
1: And I'm telling you, I think that's going to be a big-time way to win. But, yes, it was, it was a – one, you don't play a lot of four-game weekend series that end on Monday, and then they traveled back up back really late Monday night, so then it's a quick turnaround to go back into this, and that might be a good thing, that it's not sitting around for four or five more days to kind of wash that, flush that those games out of their mind. That was a really, really bad way to finish, Jessica. You're up six runs, three outs to go to get your first win, and you can't hang on. So, hopefully, uh, they, they've – I kind of get the minds right and go after South Alabama.
0: Weekend number one, just weekend number one. As a reminder, but what's the the biggest area of concern that need to be needs to be fixed this weekend?
1: Guys throwing strikes, particularly out of the bullpen. The starters weren't bad, the, the, but the guys that come in out of the bullpen have got to throw strikes. It's hard to win in baseball if you don't throw strikes, and so I think that's. The message Will Bolt said yesterday, he goes he was, he was disappointed in the lack of competitiveness he saw from the pitching staff. So I'm sure that message was delivered the last couple of days.
0: You think they have the arms? It's just a matter of mentally just throwing the strikes?
1: I think they've got some arms. I, particularly the starters, Olsen and Kaminska and Clark, I think will be fine. And the longer you go, the more, they can, more innings they can eat up because they'll build up their endure, endurance as they go. So you may not need that bullpen quite as much. And without having to play a fourth game, you can really – Pick and choose who you p- pitch in Friday, Saturday, Sunday's matchups.
0: You did like the bats, what you saw from the bats.
1: Yeah, I think a much better lineup than last year. Dylan Clark uh, was a phenomenal. His first weekend as a college baseball player, a couple of home runs, uh, probably should have been freshman of the week in the conference hard to pick a guy when your team doesn't win a game, but his numbers were phenomenal. I think Charlie Fisher, the young man from Southern Miss, is going to be a nice addition to the lineup. Max Anderson swung it really well. Garrett Anglin picked up where he left off last uh, last year. And Josh Karan, I think, is going to be a much better batter from the catcher's position as well.
0: What do we know about South Alabama, or is this more about what Nebraska's going to do?
1: Yeah, they're okay. They're probably comparable to San Diego. They have not had to play a road game yet. Southern school, they get to play at home in their own ballpark. Uh, we'll see some more left-handed arms out of them. We saw hardly any left-handed pitchers from San Diego, so that'll be a little bit different look for Nebraska. Uh, they played a midweek game. They played last night and w- were able to win last night, so they kind of – haven't had much practice time, but uh so yeah, this'll be a this'll be a challenge again this weekend.
0: You never been to this ballpark?
1: Never been to Mobile, period. Been to Tuscaloosa, but not Mobile, which sits right on the Gulf. Uh people say it's a really pretty town, so I'm looking forward to this.
0: And weather's supposed to be nice?
1: Upper seventies.
0: Well, you got two weekends in a row of nice weather. It was
1: chilly in San Diego. Oh, was it? At nighttime, it was like fifty four at first pitch. It was a little chilly, but This will be warm all week long.
0: You expecting many Husker fans there, as many as we're in San Diego? No,
1: because Nebraska has a lot of alumni, like Art and those guys, crypto out there, live in California. Not as many people in South Alabama, I don't think.
0: All right, and then you're gonna be on baseball, but you'll be checking in on all the other action yeah. going on, right?
1: Big weekend, right? I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm excited for for a Big Ten track. Yes. To see how Coach Sinclair now the new head coach, how they do on Friday and Saturday uh, basketball, both Saturday, Sunday. So busy, busy weekend.
0: Women's gymnastics. I mean, not everybody is meet. in action yeah. this weekend, so it should be a fun weekend. We'll have fun. Best of luck and safe travels.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: All right, again, Greg Sharp, Ben McLaughlin on the call all weekend for you right here on the Huskers Radio Network starting Friday, first pitch, 7 o'clock, and they'll be on the call for you at, sorry, Friday, first pitch, 6.30, they'll be on the call for you starting at 6 o'clock with the pregame show. All right, now let's talk Husker softball with Nate Rohr. Well, we welcome in Nate Rohr, voice of Husker softball, and the Huskers coming off a an appearance in the Clearwater Invitational, heck of a field there, going into the Troy Cock Troy Cox Classic in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Nate, before we dive into the matchups this weekend, let's go back to last weekend. What were your big takeaways from how the Huskers performed out there in Florida?
2: I was happy with how much better things got from a competition standpoint and how they competed uh, as the week went along. I think Thursday facing UCLA, which is now the number one team in the country, and then an Oklahoma State team that's very, very good, a top five team, uh, I think Nebraska was a little overwhelmed. And and Rhonda Ravel pointed this out to me, you know, even last year, as great as last year is, there were only a couple of games last year where Nebraska played teams at that level, including Oklahoma State once at the regional. So Uh, The sense I got was day one, they were a little overwhelmed. The game was a little fast for them. Uh, And then they take on a Virginia Tech team that isn't quite as good, but is in that neighborhood, a top-ten team, a team that won the ACC last year. Uh, And and though they didn't win, they competed a whole lot better. And then, of course, Saturday they pick up the victory over Texas A&M, and I think that's a pretty quality win. That Nebraska was able to get uh, and then they lose to Arkansas on Sunday and and I think Arkansas is going to be very much in the mix for a third straight SEC title so uh, I think I was encouraged most by how much better Nebraska held up as the week went on Mm -hmm. against elite competition and I think that'll serve them well as the year goes on.
0: Well, Billy Andrews on a tear again to, to start the season. How about her start? And then where else can the bats get going? How how else do the bats need to get going in the lineup?
2: Yeah, Billy, Billy has shown a, a proclivity to not just hit well, but especially at beginnings of years and in leading off games. And I think pitchers have a little different approach at the beginning of the game. They're more apt to look to throw a more hittable strike because as the game goes on, you adjust to hitters, you get your feel as a pitcher. And so uh, you you can be a little more fine, whereas right at the beginning of the game, you're more apt to throw one that gets the good part of the plate, and billy has been ready for it throughout her career, uh, and she continues to be ready for it, and, and we've seen the fruit of that. I think offensively, I look for big improvements from Sidney Gray uh, and Abby Squire. They had great years last year. They've both gotten off to slow starts this year, but it felt like their swings were getting better as the weekend went on. Rhonda dropped them in the order, which I think takes some pressure off of them. Uh, you know, Coach Ravel said even in one of our pregame interviews that she doesn't expect the drops in the lineup to be permanent. She expects at some point Sidney Gray and Abby Squire will be back up in the lineup. But for the time being, while they get their legs under them, uh, you know, hitting seventh, hitting eighth in the order, maybe seeing better pitches to hit, uh, not getting quite as much focus from the opposing coaching staff in the scouting report will set them up for a little more success and get them going uh, as we move on through non-conference.
0: I've been told the ballpark in New Mexico is a hitter-friendly ballpark. Is that correct?
2: Very much so. Uh, And Nebraska has gone there maybe annually for the last decade. I mean, if not annually, then every couple of years. And uh, the altitude is higher there. It's a dry air. Um, The fences aren't quite as far back. Uh, I think it's just 190 down either foul line. Uh, And so it's a great place to hit. And so this offense, which I think is still kind of fighting its confidence and still trying to find themselves, has a great opportunity this weekend to do just that against three pitching staffs, putting aside Oklahoma State because they're great. Uh, But, you know, when you look at Cal State Bakersfield and New Mexico and New Mexico State, those are three lesser pitching staffs. And especially in that environment. These bats ought to be able to get going.
0: And overall pitching, how did you feel about or how have you felt about what you've seen uh, from the pitching here of the, the first couple of weekends leading into weekend number three?
2: Very encouraged. I, I think that uh, Courtney Wallace came out and was nervous uh, on Thursday night against Oklahoma State. But. Uh, and that's about the only bad outing she's had. She's taken a couple of losses, but uh, you know, in those, it was more she didn't have the run support. So I think Courtney's come out and gotten off to a really good start. I don't think taking over the ace role has really phased her, and I think she's pretty comfortable with it. Sarah Harness, I think, is locked in. Uh, I'm I'm very encouraged with what I've seen from her. She's pitched probably beyond my expectations to this point. And I think she's asserted herself as somebody the staff can rely on in Big Ten play. And you need two pitchers mm-hmm. anymore. And then Kaylin Kinney, the little they've used her, she's been pretty good. She's battling a hand injury right now. It's not her pitching hand, uh, but battling a hand injury right now. Nebraska's being careful with her but I expect to see her more as the year goes on and and the times I've seen her this year, I feel good about it. So if you're running out there, three pitchers that you can trust to beat a good opponent. And I think Nebraska is right now. You're going to be in good shape in the big Ten.
0: All right. Well, break down the weekend for us. It all gets started with Oklahoma state just faced the cowgirls last Thursday in, in Florida. So 1230 on Friday, uh, could you feel like Nebraska is going to come out and maybe have a better performance against Oklahoma State, one of the best teams in the country, by the way, this season? And then, uh, I guess, break down the rest of the weekend for us, too.
2: Sure, yeah. So... Uh, they begin the weekend with a, a second shot at New Mexico State or against Oklahoma State, excuse me. Uh, the one thing that kind of gives me pause going into that game is uh, OSU did not throw their their great ace, Kelly Maxwell, who's going to be an All-American this year, was dominant last year. I expect to see her. Uh, you hope that a week of preparation for her – uh, we'll set up this offense to succeed, but uh, Oklahoma State's going to be a very difficult matchup. Nebraska will take on New Mexico State um, later on on Friday. Uh, the Aggies typically have a pretty good offense. It's not quite up to their par. Uh, their pitching's okay, mediocre, not, not anything. that really grabs your attention, and uh, especially pitching at that ballpark, I, I expect... Nebraska to be able to get something going offensively. And then the last two teams they face, they face Cal State Bakersfield Saturday in game one. Then the second game's against New Mexico. They close with the Lobos on Sunday. And those are two teams that have had real difficulty pitching the ball. I mean, Cal State Bakersfield has a team ERA over eight. So if ever there were a point where this Husker offense was going to get healthy, it's this weekend, and, and I think uh, this is a good weekend to build some confidence to to feel like you can go out and beat teams after a weekend where you faced uh, really four teams that are among the best in the country, and a fifth in Texas A&M that I think's a regional team and maybe more.
0: All right, you heard it right there. It all starts Friday. Oklahoma State, fourth ranked team in the country, twelve thirty. New Mexico State, five thirty on Friday, Saturday, a pair of games, and then they'll wrap up Sunday, ten A. M. with New Mexico. Nate Rohr will be on the call for all of the action right here on the Huskers Radio Network. Looking forward to hearing your call all weekend, Nate. Appreciate your time.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: All right, let's talk some Nebraska women's basketball now with voice of the Huskers women's basketball team, Matt Coatney. Well, before we get into the final home game of the season, the final regular season game on Sunday, how about that performance in Illinois? That's what this team needed, a performance like that, right?
3: It really did. A four-game losing streak, and I think there was some issues about confidence, about just trying to get a win, and it was a complete team victory last night. Chad Shelley was really right on top of everything for the Big Red. And credit the coaching staff. I thought they had a great game plan. Uh, It just really was uh, impressive. I didn't see a blowout win of 33 points at a nationally ranked team that had already won at Pinnacle Bank Arena. It was just a lot of fun.
0: Was that the most complete performance of the season?
3: Uh, I would probably put it right next to the game at Maryland. Uh, I, I think it's hard to look at the Maryland win when the Huskers hadn't won there in 15 previous tries uh, against the Terps. But certainly, this was a, a much-needed victory, and I think it's it's because that the Huskers played as close to a 40-minute game as they had all year.
0: How important has Jazz Shelley's aggressiveness been here late? How much are they going to need that moving forward, too?
3: Well, it certainly has been a breath of fresh air because she went through a period where, uh, depending on how you look at it, the teams had just scouted to take her away or that uh, she was in a slump. You know, And it looks like that's all behind her. Getting 37 at Minnesota last week and then backing that up with 26 last night. But I think what really is... Um, not talked about enough with Jazz Shelley is her defense starts her offense. When she can block shots, when she can get steals, uh, then usually her offense follows that. When, when she's being a five tool player, then she is just so dangerous. When her defense is not um, getting steals for Nebraska or getting stops, then usually her offense gets stagnant. I, when Jazz Shelley is right, nebraska can play with any team in the nation
0: well i think what a lot of husker fans want to know because again if you look at the bracketology on espn which both you and jeff greech have said not always the case of how everything will work out but but i guess break down the the scenarios going into the last game of the season what the huskers need to do how it kind of is looking the overall outlook the picture postseason picture for the huskers right now
3: well, the win at Illinois brought the Huskers up seven points in the net rankings. The NET rankings are critical. They went from 50 to 43. Right now, I, I think Nebraska is outside looking in. So, you know, the, the loss at Minnesota was, is going to be hard to overcome in terms of looking at the resume. And the resume at the end of February is so critical. So Nebraska has lost four out of five. Absolutely have to beat Northwestern. Um, Nebraska's probably going to be the eight seed. Then they would have to beat probably Michigan State in the first uh, game of the Big Ten tournament and then pull an upset uh, depending on who they're going to get. could be Iowa, uh, could be Indiana, could be Maryland. I mean, any one of those teams, it would have to be a humongous upset. If Nebraska defeats Northwestern, if Nebraska wins their first Big Ten tournament game and then can pull an upset, on Friday against the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament, and that would be a top five kind of team in the country, then I think they put themselves back on the bubble and in the discussion. But uh, they're going to have to do some big things at the Big Ten tournament. I do think the win last night is going to put Nebraska in the postseason, at least in the WNIT, uh, because even I think that was in jeopardy if they hadn't beat uh, the Illini, or if they lose to the Northwestern. I mean, the, the Northwestern game on Sunday is critical uh, for a number of reasons. But I think the Huskers have some wood to chop at the Big Ten tournament right now. To look at the NCAA with the loss to Rutgers and with the loss recently to Minnesota.
0: All right, let's talk that matchup at North or against Northwestern. Northwestern at the bottom of the Sandings in the Big Ten. But what are the keys? What should we be looking out for for the Huskers to to go take care of business on Sunday?
3: <laughs> Joe McEwen is a great coach, and while his team is having a down year, they always play Nebraska exactly the same. They win the turnover battle by an average of at least 20 turnovers a game, but the Huskers have overcome that the last few years by winning the rebound battle by about 15 per game, and that is exactly what happened in the earlier uh, game a couple of weeks ago in Evanston where Nebraska had a 22-point lead, And then Northwestern went to this very aggressive fourth quarter defense where if they didn't get the steal, they got a foul. And the Huskers won it at at the free throw line and uh, were able to get away and get the win. But uh, Northwestern's going to foul, and they're going to make Nebraska earn it at the free throw line. They're going to try to disrupt Nebraska. They're going to try to turn them over and make it very difficult to get up the floor. Um, And here's the thing. If Northwestern can hit three, then they'll stick around in that game. They run something called a blizzard defense, which is a matchup zone. Joe mckeown has been coaching forever. And if the Huskers can keep the turnover margin to below 20, I like their chances.
0: It's also senior day and a player like Sam Hybe going to be honored. I know Izzy Bourne, Jazz Shelley also participating and Trinity Brady. Izzy and Jazz still have, uh, you know, some, some decisions to make as far as that. I know they have some some eligibility left, but, you know, for, for these players and especially Sam Hybe what she's meant to this program, I mean, how special is, is she and what she's meant to, to this Husker women's basketball program?
3: You know, it, it's like, Talking about Sam Hobby is like trying to talk about a human body without blood. Uh, She's everything. You know, she is a five-tool player, not only on the floor, but also off the court. Uh, The the most respected player on the team by far. Um, Her athleticism has been great. She's got the ball in her hands when Nebraska needs something late. And you talk about Northwestern, Jessica. Think about when she won the Northwestern game here at PDA last season on a putback at the buzzer when she had the ball in her hand, missed the layup, and put it back up. It was the number one play on Sports Center's top ten on New Year's Eve. Uh, she's just been there through NCAA tournament games. She's been there for big-time Big Ten tournament games. She's been there for huge games at PBA. Heart and soul of the team. Um, you know, I always bring a box of tissues for senior day. And um, I'll be a sobbing mess when Sam Ivy's name gets called and she comes out of that tunnel. All
0: right. Well, Matt Coatney, appreciate it. And um, as always, Matt Coatney, Jeff Grace will be on the call of this one coming up. 1245 free game show is when that will start. And 1 o'clock tip Nebraska and Northwestern for the regular season finale and senior day on Sunday inside Pinnacle Bank Arena. Coat, appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Jessica. Enjoy talking to you.
0: All right, let's talk some men's hoops now. Men's basketball hosting Minnesota, 2.30 on Saturday and looking to make it four in a row. So we welcome in the voice of the Huskers. Have you, are you recovered? Are you still on the verge of passing out? Kent Pavelka. <laughs> uh, <uh-oh.
4: laughs> I guess the, there's no sound effects. I, I was, I just passed out. Again. <laughs> I, I've been it. I've been in and out of consciousness ever since uh, the end of that game. Uh, No, it was fun, wasn't it? You were there the whole time, weren't you?
0: I was, yeah, boy. That was an incredible atmosphere. It was loud. I mean, boy, this team's got something special going on, and you and I visited before the game and, again, kind of had to do it a little bit differently because they weren't shooting it well from the outside and and found a way to win and, and grind it out.
4: Good point. You know, I think uh, Coach Hoiberg made a really good point about the crowd during that period uh, in which you know uh, Maryland came back. What well, was an eight-point lead, something like that, six, eight points, and um, yeah, they they still weren't hitting shots, but somehow that crowd kept kept Nebraska in it. I really believe that. Um, but they, you know, they did it. Uh, they did it with mirrors, kind of. Uh, you know, they didn't hit 11 threes like they did the game before against Rutgers. So, um, but all, all the more power to them. I mean, different way, find different ways to to win win basketball games. Four out of five. You can't argue with the results.
0: Absolutely. Did you see any comments about it was a bad loss for Maryland?
4: <laughs> I was just uh, kind of. Uh, scripting out what I'm going to say before the game on Saturday, I'm going to I'm going to go back to that because I still don't think they're getting any respect, you know, like they should be. Um, I, I came home was was it Saturday or Sunday? The game, the Sunday. days or Sunday. Turned on BTN and they're you know they're raving about everybody else and and oh by the way, Nebraska upset Rutgers and whatever. Um, I don't know. I am I'm, I'm just sick of it, so I'm going to rant and rave about it till. Till the season is over.
0: We like your rants and raves. <laughs> I, you, you know, Coach Hoiberg was on his show the other day, and then they've they've kind of a couple of people have posted some breakdowns, matching up some of the teams. And you know, it's it's crazy to me that the Nebraska beats Maryland, and they only move up two spots in the net, and yeah. all their other stats are comparable to teams that are firmly in the the tournament. It just it's kind of wild to me.
4: Well it is and you know the conclusion I came to is I'm not smart enough to understand the net or the, you know I I guess I mean there's all the quadrants and if you beat somebody it's a quadrant one or I don't know if they and if they go in the tank or they are quadrant 4 in the end or I mean is your is your are your wins valuable or not you know all I know is there's a whole bunch of teams in the Big 10 conference that they keep, you know, that are way higher ranked in the net than Nebraska, and a whole bunch of them headed to the NCAA tournament, and a whole bunch of them, Nebraska's beaten, and yet, you know, here, here we sit with, you know, talking about this. Um, I don't know what it takes. And, I mean, you know, let's let's be let's be honest and realistic. On the other hand, that you know, the record is 14 and 14 and 7 and 10, um, but I don't I I don't get 91st or whatever it is. Um, I th- I'll tell you what I liked uh, this week so far, uh, the latest thing. I, w- somebody finally wrote a little bit about some of the things that, that Jake and I always talk about on the air, and it's like, you know, a week later, somebody acts like it's a new idea. But uh, talking about Coach Hoiberg, uh, you know, y- you got to start thinking if he wins a couple more games, is, is he the coach of the year in the Big Ten Conference, you know? And uh, so I'm glad to see that people are kind of starting to realize that, um, what's what's been happening here the last month or so
0: listen you have a way of igniting crowds and so you have to appreciate Kase Tomanaga and the way he ignites crowds and and silences them on the road cuz you got into it with some Rutgers <laughs> fans you also fire up the Husker fans you and Kase kind of have that in common a little bit
4: well i don't have any, i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
0: How much fun though is is he though, and and I mean, where does he compare to some of the um, really electric players that you've called in your career, as far as in terms of how he can absolutely just blow the roof off of a place or completely hush a place?
4: Well, there's always something about a lefty, isn't there? Yes. You know, I don't know, I I don't know what it is. It just look, looks prettier coming off their hands, and of course, it it doesn't hurt that he can hit it from the from the you know. Forty-five feet away and look, make it look effortless. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that's it. You know, I think he's a lefty. Um, I think you know he he just he just shows no hesitancy whatsoever when he gets an open look. Uh, kind of all the all of that above, and he's got 58 threes. You know, and he's and he's shot uh, what is it? Right at 40 percent now. 58 144. Just happened to have the stats here. Um, so um, I just think it's a, such a cool story, you know, uh, all these guys involved, uh, uh, Sam and, 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 and Jamarcus and, and even Blake, you know, Blaze stepping in. I mean, these guys weren't in the picture back when Vandamel and Gary were playing. They were, they were like, you know, role players that were going to get seven, eight, nine minutes if they were lucky. And now... Uh, you know there are opportunities there, and we get to enjoy it. We get to watch it as they as they show what they can do, and and so it's not just Case a, It's it's all those guys. Um, it's been it's just been kind of a storybook year for me, anyway. And ironically enough, again for a team that's 500 on the year, you know.
0: Well, perfect segue because again, the, the last time that Nebraska played Minnesota at Minnesota back on January seventh, both Jawan Gary and Emmanuel Bandemel played in that game. So, how how is this matchup different, both on the Nebraska side and the Minnesota side, going into this one when the Huskers would hey, let's see if they can win four in a row?
4: Well, um, I you know I'm just you know everybody people probably think that I'm just full of it, but you know I'm always saying, you know. <laughs> There's a there's a collective kind of cockiness developing, you know, amongst the fans. Now it's like, well, once we beat Minnesota, then we can beat Michigan State, and then maybe we'll beat Iowa. Yeah, look, Minnesota probably be one in 15 coming in here, and still, if Nebraska doesn't play, you know, if they don't bring it, it's going to be a, a difficult game. Um, they had been without Dawson Garcia; they're probably their well, one of their two best players. He'd been out with an injury. He's back. Um, you know you got you got to credit their their program i mean uh, uh, ben johnson 's done a good job keeping them together and 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 so uh, I'm 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 kind of scared of that game on Saturday. I don't think that I don't think that the you know collective energy will be the same heading into it by the fans or the players. You know you can say you can kind of t- say that you're going to be in that place, but I just don't think you can be. And so then uh, you're just going to have to you're going to have to dig down deep and just get it done.
0: What What's the key for the Huskers to win another? What's What's kind of the big thing you'll be watching for in this matchup particular?
4: I think whether or not minnesota is in the game late in the first half i mean i think i think you got you've got to take advantage of the opportunity of being at home and riding all this momentum and discourage them i think you've got to discourage minnesota i don't think you want to get into the last you know eight minutes of the game and have it be tight fit so that's what I'm looking for. That's what I. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: One more thing. Uh, you could have given the game ball to anybody on Sunday against Maryland. Who are you giving the game ball to?
4: Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, duh.
0: I love it, I love it. Who are you giving it to? Well, I mean, you could have given it to Derek Walker. I mean, Sam Griesel made some big plays. I mean, there's a lot of guys. that, that That's what's special, and you alluded to it earlier. And Sam Griesel absolutely was uh, the MVP, But or, or Sam uh, Hoiberg was absolutely. But any given night, it could be somebody else. And, and that's what's special is that they're all coming together, and they don't care who's doing it. They're just all doing their job, and that's what's been so fun, I think, to watch. And why fans have appreciated is it is because it has been somebody different, and they're all just doing what they need to do to get the job done.
4: You just put it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> KP, Don't appreciate- forget Blaze Kata. You know, he's a great example of that, too. Had seven rebounds, defensive rebounds coming in against uh, 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 Wisconsin the game before. I mean, he, he was huge. So, I mean, that's another example.
0: And hopefully he'll be back, right? I mean, we're not sure of oh. his status, but he tweaked the other ankle the other night. And so he's getting a full week to hopefully get back. But um, that will be one to watch for, right, uh, is, is if Blaze will be able to, to go on Saturday.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and I haven't had a chance to connect with anybody yet uh, about that, and also kind of concerned about Jamarcus Lawrence got knocked silly a little bit in the game, and I don't think he came back, or maybe he did, but I uh, hope those two guys are, are uh, you know, able to do what they do on, on Saturday.
0: You're going to have an ice pack on hand because apparently Jake was complaining that you pulled his arm out of socket the <laughs> other day.
4: He's a crybaby. <laughs> That's part of the, that's part of the job, you know.
0: I love it. And it. then also, Sam, uh, I also have to ask you about this. Sam Hoyberg, you guys nicknamed him the Governor, so he's ahead that's of the right.
4: mayor. That's right. I, I just thought at the end, uh, you know, to heck with this, these these menial uh, titles and, and responsibilities. The mayor, that's nothing, you know. Sam, Sam's Governor now, you know, so. Uh, the family's got, got a new leader.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Kim Pavelka and Jake Muleheisen will be on the call coming up 1.30 pregame, leading into the 2.30 tip-off between Nebraska and Minnesota men's hoops as they look to make it four in a row here in February. All right, Kent, appreciate it.
4: Talk to you later, Jessica.
0: Thanks so much to Greg, Nate, Matt, and Kent for joining me for this Husker Sports Weekend Preview. Again, it's a crazy busy weekend, and we've got you covered right here on the Huskers Radio Network all weekend long. Tune in to your local radio affiliates or download the Huskers app, or you can listen online at huskers.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode. I'm Jessica Cootie with the Huskers Radio Network.